Hello, dear listeners. This podcast has reached its final episode. I've started a new podcast titled Build Your English, which you can find at patreon.com slash buildyourenglish. There, you can access your weekly free episode and its transcript. I hope to see you there. Hi everyone, welcome to Conversations in English, a podcast by Alexandra and Christian from EnglishJunkies.com. Yes, you heard that correctly. We're going to continue our podcast under a brand new name. For more information, you can visit our website EnglishJunkies.com. With our podcast, you can listen to authentic conversations in English and learn at least 50 advanced words and phrases each week. In our dialogues, we talk about everything from relationships and leadership to travel and language learning. And to be clear, this podcast is for intermediate learners and above who are serious about learning English. We make podcasts that help you build your advanced vocabulary in a natural way. They are spoken at a speed you can understand and they come with a transcript and key vocabulary list. So... Imagine yourself learning English with your non-native friends who happen to be English teachers too. That's really what this podcast is about. All right then, without further ado, let's get the ball rolling. Hey Chris, happy Tuesday to you. Glad to see you, or should I say hear you this week again. How are you doing? Hey, hey Alexandra, I'm doing great. Back in the Netherlands, back on familiar ground. This week, I'm finally going to meet my buddies from university again. And I'm looking forward to seeing them after five long months. How are you doing? Oh, I'm so happy for you. Um, I'm great, thanks. Uh, floating on a cloud as if I finally got the latest book by one of my favorite writers, Sophie Kinsella. Oh my Floating on a cloud, <laughs> as if you were dreaming. What a lovely expression that is. Anyway, I'm happy for you. By the way, is it the woman who wrote the famous Shopaholic series? I think it was also adapted into a Hollywood film, right? Yeah, right. This is a book series about the fiction's most famous fashionista, Becky Bloomwood, and her, I'd say, hardcore shopping adventures. And I absolutely love this series. <laughs> Uh-oh, Alexandra, is it because you are a shopaholic yourself? Oh, I knew you'd ask that, but I'm not. And, you know, it's just a hilarious series with an implicit message about how to make informed purchase decisions. Hmm, I see, I see. But still, Alexandra, does it mean you are a conscious consumer who always makes informed purchase decisions? Of course I'm not. <laughs> But, you know, over the years I've become more mindful about shopping. And yeah, that's for sure. And I normally think twice before buying something. But of course I'm not a saint. And there are certain items I splash out on from time to time. For example, books. Although I do understand that I might not read all of them soon, I simply love having them and always admire the rainbow of their spines on my bookshelf. But Chris, and you, can you call yourself a shopaholic? No, 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 not at all. On the contrary, 
I seldom buy things and I don't like shopping. To illustrate this with a clear example, I buy clothes twice a year before the summer season and before the winter season. To be honest, I spend the vast majority of my money on groceries. But that's got nothing to do with the word shopaholic, right? Right, I guess so. Um, as I see, you're a conscious consumer like me. But coming back to the character of Becky Bloomwood, I'd say that her obsession with buying stuff is nothing out of the ordinary today. And um, when I think of it, there is a particular scene that stands out in my memory. I think of hundreds of frantic shoppers muscling their way into the shops on Black Friday. And, you know, I always have the same question. Why do people behave so? It seems like a real shopping addiction. Addiction, sorry. <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. And that's a good question too. Well, I'm not an expert, but I think we need to make some things clear here. When it comes to discount days like Black Friday, Cyber Monday, or Singles Day, I guess chances of getting good bargains are really high. For example, you can buy electronics like laptops, cameras, and smartphones at hefty discounts. That's why people might be unusually active on these days. Mm, yes, I agree with you. But apart from the price, I think there are other powerful marketing techniques that make people addicted to shopping. Absolutely. There are definitely some sophisticated, and some might call them sneaky, marketing techniques out there most of us don't know about. And I do believe we need to be aware of them. Yes, that's true. And Chris, maybe you could cite any examples of such techniques then? Well, for example, companies like creating a sense of urgency. Sometimes when you visit a website, you can see a countdown timer which indicates a limited time offer. This is done to urge customers to purchase the item immediately. Otherwise, the item will slip away. One more trick that marketers use is the so-called emotional hot buttons. That's a funny expression, emotional hot buttons. This is when advertisers create ads and TV commercials that appeal to our emotions, like joy, happiness, and hope. The example that comes to my mind is the iconic 90s Christmas commercial by Coca-Cola. This commercial made people believe in Christmas magic and, as a result, made Coca-Cola a Christmas staple. By the way, listeners, I will put a link to this ad in the show notes, all right? Yeah, I remember this commercial and I love it. Um, and, uh, you know, I'd add one more powerful tool, which is celebrity endorsement. This is when well-regarded famous people are paid to promote various types of products, from cosmetics to cars. Celebrity endorsement produces a big marketing splash, which makes ordinary people want to buy the product more. And to tell the truth, I've got caught up in it myself a couple of times. <laughs> oh my god, that's interesting. <laughs> Now I'm curious. Can you remember one of such instances? I'm sure our listeners would like to hear one such experience right now. <laughs> okay, I'll share. I remember that I got particularly inspired by the advert starring Sienna Miller for the fragrance Boss Orange by Hugo Boss. 
And that was not only because of Sienna, but also because of the remake of my favorite song by the Beatles, Drive My Car. High on those feelings, I bought the perfume and... Guess what? I never wore it because I didn't like it. That's the baby you can drive my car, right? Yes. yes. You're going to <laughs> yes. be a star. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Alexandra, you were gently tricked into buying the perfume by really smart marketing. And you're not alone. There are billions of people who are subjected to advertising each and every day. And I'm not an exception myself, to be honest. Oh yes, I've learned a lot from such shopping experiences and have developed a certain immunity to advertising, if I can say so. But wait, Chris, now I wonder, you've mentioned that you're not a shopaholic at all, but now you're saying you are susceptible to advertising too. Does it mean that advertising really affects your purchase decisions even if you go shopping twice a year? Absolutely, I am susceptible to advertising. Even though I know a thing or two about marketing and sales, I won't deny that I can be vulnerable to advertising myself. For example, there's a specific marketing term called frictionless customer experience. A famous example would be one-click shopping, which was pioneered by Amazon. The idea behind one-click purchasing is to provide an easier checkout process which is boiled down to just one click. This is exactly what can suck me into buying stuff I might not really need. It doesn't happen that often, but it does occur sometimes, to be honest. Oh yes, I do relate to that. And I know some websites that work just like that. And I think that this is one more reason why we're prone to spending too much and buying things we don't really need. That's true. But anyway, Alexandra, you've mentioned that you've developed a certain immunity to advertising and you've become more shopping conscious. Maybe you could share some tips on how to stop, how to stop, not how to stop, how to shop more mindfully. <laughs> and stop. Yes, that's right. Well, <laughs> I have a few and I think that the one that I find immensely helpful is creating a wish list. And it works like this. When I have an instant urge to buy something, I add this item to my wish list first. Then I tell myself that I let it sit there for, you know, a couple of days. And if I still have the same burning desire to buy this, I just do it. But, you know, you can guess that time helps me understand if the item is a necessity or not. And this trick prevents me from, you know, impulse buys. And you, Chris? Do you have any tips up your sleeve? That's a great tip. That's a great tip. As for me, when I feel that I want to buy something, especially something unplanned, I ask myself a simple question. Why? Why do I need this? Mm -hmm. For me, it's all about critical thinking that always starts with why. Quite often, you'll see that your craving is not based on solid reasons. And one more piece of advice is this. Start doing instead of consuming. So start doing instead of consuming. I'll give you a clear example that our listeners can relate to. You can keep consuming content on how to learn English and try a dozen different apps, courses, and textbooks. Or you can buy only one product that really helps you to put in the work, 
So you actually start learning English. Wow, Chris, this is my favorite piece of advice. And I think that this piece of advice is just what the doctor ordered. Exactly. And this is why our listeners might want to check out becoming a member of English Junkies, which is, as already mentioned in the intro, our brand new name for everything we do related to this podcast. When you become a member, you'll join a community of ambitious learners from all over the world who want to grow their advanced vocabulary each week together with us. And what's more, you'll get a PDF each Tuesday with a transcript and at least 50 useful advanced words and phrases. This will help you learn new words and convert your passive vocabulary into active vocabulary. Yes, and I love having this community of ambitious learners. It's so inspiring. And I would add one more thing. If this episode has helped you, share it with someone who could benefit from it too. With help from the vocabulary in this episode, you could start making your own conversations in English. This will definitely make your learning experience with our podcast even more effective and even engaging. Also, if you want to practice your writing skills, you can rate this podcast and write a review on Apple Podcasts. We'll be really, really happy to get your feedback. Okay, then. That's all for today. Thank you for listening, and we'll catch you in the next episode. Bye-bye. Bye. Oh, and one more thing. You might have heard that I have a new podcast. It's called Build Your English. Every week, from Monday to Friday, I publish 10-minute lessons that teach English in a fun and effective way. I talk about all sorts of topics, from everyday subjects like food, travel, books, and language learning, to more serious ones like history, politics, culture, and even philosophy. The episodes are spoken at a speed you can understand and come with downloadable mp3 files and pdf transcripts. So by dedicating just 10 minutes a day to our lessons, you won't just see improvements in your English, you'll also enjoy the learning journey. I invite you to listen to an episode and see for yourself. patreon.com slash buildyourenglish patreon.com slash buildyourenglish